What's up? How's it going? My name's Ben. I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Welcome back. We're here again. Another Tuesday. <sighs> another Tuesday. Another, another beer. true crime story coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got something cool for us today, or what? Um, yeah. Yeah? It, well, yeah, it effect, this one affected me. Like, it's like, because it's a bit newer, and it's kind of, I don't know, I, I guess I could say it's relatable-ish. It's relatable. Ooh, those are the the scary ones. I know. Like, it, it could happen to anyone. This, That's this, all I'm saying. The shitty thing is, most of these cases can happen to anyone. They That's can. That's the fucking scary a part. A lot of them, yeah. This one, I don't know. With like, she's even the same age as me, so I'm just like, <gasps> I don't know. It's just uh, a lot. Gotcha. It's a lot. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. And today was a stat holiday in uh, BC, Canada. Some parts of Canada. Not all of Canada. But uh, in our province, British Columbia, it sure as heck to the was. So how was your day off? Uh, it wasn't a day off. <laughs> it was a lot of work still. We we never sleep. We never work. We are just go, go, go 24-7. I know. It's actually so funny because next week, next Wednesday, I think, actually, I'm planning to have a day off. Like Which I is let, awesome. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so that's like a week away. I'm planning to have a day off. I can't even remember the last time I had a day off. And it's like if someone emails me a business related question that day, I'm going to try my hardest not to answer. Yeah. Peace out. Not answering. Nicole is on vacation mode. Good For call. one day. Oh, let's see if I can do it because um, I'm a workaholic. Next week, I'm not even home the entire week. You get this giant tiny house all to yourself <laughs> for a week. It will definitely feel a bit bigger. It will. It because will. you'll be the only one in it. Uh, no, I won't be. Well, you got doggos and kiwi, of yeah. course. But that's a be, full house. You'll be the only human being, the only person, I'm individual like, of human origin. I'm like super jelly. It's going to be super You're a peanut fun. butter and jelly sandwich? Yeah, that's going to be a blast. I, I, need, yeah. I need to get away. Yeah, because I'm heading down to Vancouver for some work training stuff. So I have a whole week where I'm basically like a nine to five uh, going through a training course. And then after that, sitting in my hotel room. Probably eating ramen. Probably eating a lot of ramen. <laughs> uh, getting a tattoo while I'm down there. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? I'll probably be doing a lot of true crime research while I'm down there. So, yeah. That's how you're going to spend your evenings, eating ramen and researching true crime. Most definitely. And but, getting a tattoo. That actually sounds like Ben. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Oh, oh, oh. And the best part of it all, mm-hmm. I'm staying one extra day. Oh, yeah. I forgot about To go about this. see a concert for people that are a band that I'm like in love with mm-hmm. um positive note to it it is vaccine passport so it's like covid friendly yeah. environment um but and it's, it's small right it's just it like is 200 people the venue something. only holds 200 people yeah that's gonna be sweet um, if you guys want to go look it up it's a canadian band called the real mckenzie's um they are a celtic punk rock band lots of bagpipes and uh just good times so yeah yeah you're gonna have a blast i'm pumped mm-hmm. but before we before I head down there, we got to record our episode early this time around. Oh yeah, which is actually sweet. I love recording it early. Yeah, we got to be doing that more often. We say that literally every episode. <laughs> we do. But next one will be recorded early because it if it's not, it won't be coming out. Exactly. And with that, don't we have some amazing patrons to thank? We do. All those amazing people who are supporting supporting us over on Patreon mm-hmm. and those who signed up this week, we have Rebecca Ryan. Uh, love the spelling of her name, by the way, or their name, um, R-E-B-E-K-A-H for Rebecca. Oh, wow. That's, That's awesome. Dope. That is dope. Um, Shanice C. Comer. Okay. Jody right Tosfred. Tosfred. Your your last name is really difficult to say. It's putting me <laughs> in a tongue twister. T-O-F-S-R-U-D. Tosfred. Tosfred, I think. I'm sure you got it. That's what I'm okay, saying. but with. honestly, I just have to say something really, really quickly. It's funny because sometimes if we pronounce people's name wrong, they actually think it's hilarious. I know. So, so. but we do try. We we're, really we're, want to pronounce. We're it right. literally trying our best. So <laughs> laugh at us or not. I mean, we're trying our best. That's all we know. Yeah. Um, we enjoy it if you enjoy it. So that's all we care about. Uh, and Jackie Moranzan, Morazan, Morazan, Morazan. Oh, man, you had a tough time this time. Some difficult names out there. There were some difficult names, but nonetheless, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for being amazing and supporting us over on Patreon. If you want to do the same thing as these incredible human beings, just find the link in our description of the podcast. You can support us over there. 
And uh, speaking of patrons, actually, this case that I'm covering today was recommended by oh, one of our patrons, snail. Sarah Granby. Sarah, Sarah's been like super talkative with us, which we love. Yeah, um, she actually sent us a super awesome list of awesome recommendations, and I'm probably going to do many of them. I am <laughs> so, so thank down you, Sarah. You're awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, are we ready? Oh my goodness, are we ready? Are you ready? I don't know. I always get nervous. You get nervous? Knees weak. Arms are heavy. There's vomit on your sweater already. And I don't it's even have spaghetti. alcohol. I'm drinking hot chocolate. Okay. You have booze in it, don't you? Oh, yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> okay. So I'm starting this one a bit different. I'm going to set a scene. Set that scene. Let's hear it. And I think it's a scene a lot of us could find quite relatable. Uh-oh. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's October 3rd, 2021 in London, England. That is relatable. Is it? Have you yeah. been there? Uh, that exact day, yes. <laughs> no, not even close. <laughs> and the city is in its third lockdown. COVID-19 rules and regulations have basically been going on for over a year at this point. These lockdowns are especially hard on you as you live alone and you're quite lonely. The streets of your normally bustling city are quiet. A quiet that has been all too familiar, as of late, but something you'll never quite get used to. The opportunity to join your friend for dinner presents itself, so you jump at this opportunity. You're in your early 30s, you're in your prime, and you've been lacking social interactions lately, so human interaction would be good for you. You start your commute to your friend's house, walking the two and a half miles, enjoying the fresh air as you go stopping at one point to grab a bottle of wine. Once you arrive at your friends, you have a wonderful evening visiting and catching up, but the evening has to come to an end and it's time for you to head home and walk the two and a half miles back to your flat. It's about nine o'clock and your, friends tell you to your friend tells you to text her once you arrive home so she knows you made it safely. This is just a precaution. What could honestly go wrong? On your way home, you call your boyfriend to check in and make plans to meet the following evening. About halfway home, you're approached by a man. A bus camera captures the two of you standing next to a parked white car with its hazards on. The man shows you his identification, indicating that he's a police officer. He tells you that you've broken COVID-19 restrictions by being out and having dinner with your friend, and he arrests you. Being that he's a police officer and in a position of authority, clearly you've done something wrong here. You're handcuffed and placed in the car to be escorted to the nearest police station. So you thought. But as you approach the police station, and then you pass the police station, a knot grows in the pit of your stomach and you sense something is wrong. Your friend didn't receive a text from you that night, letting you know you arrived safely. And your boyfriend... Well, he also didn't meet up with you the following night because you didn't arrive. And at this point, it was known something was not quite right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sets the scene, eh? Wow, well done. Holy shit. Oh my gosh, it just like... This case affects me so much. Wow, yeah, no kidding. So this is the story... Of Sarah Everard. Oh, I've heard that name. Mm-hmm. Shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's a doozy. You ready? Uh, I don't know. We always say that. Are you ready? I don't fucking know. But we're going to do it anyways, whether we're ready or not. We're going to do it. Okay. Buckle your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen, and days and thems. Let's do this thing. So Sarah Everard was born in Surrey, a country in southeast England, on June 14th. 1987, but she grew up in York. She studied human geography at St. Colbert's Society 
Durham University from 2005 to 2008. She would be described as a beautiful, strong, and incredibly kind human. An exceptional friend, dropping everything to support her friends whenever they needed. And personally, from seeing photos of her that during my research, she honestly just looked like she was a breath of fresh air. Someone you would want to spend time with and get to know. Wow. Like an amazing human. Yeah, just sounds seemed, like it. Just from my research, I was like, this person sounds like an amazing human. Why is it that like all this shitty stuff just always happens to such nice, like carefree individuals? I don't know. It's like, oh, you wouldn't hurt a fly. Well, you're fucking turned to die. Like what? I know. I think that's why I like Dexter so much. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> because it's actually like. His victims are terrible people, right? So oh, it's exactly. like a little bit easier to swallow. Yeah. We need to do that real life, like Dexter case. Oh, right. There is one, isn't there? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I should do that. I'm like literally obsessed with Dexter. I want to rewatch the whole series. I, I don't think he's associated with Dexter in any way, but he definitely killed serial killers. That hmm. was his target. Wow. So. So at the time of the incident that I described above, Sarah was only 33 years old. Same age as us. Yep. Shit. Young. Is that a bad omen? No, I just think that's really young. Okay. She had a lot of life to live still. No kidding. Unless she is anything like me where she might be 33, but her body feels like it's like <laughs> 70. Oh my I know. God. As I'm literally sitting here because I've been researching like a lot of the day, my back is freaking killing me. Right? <laughs> I lit. I seriously think I'm like sometimes an 30 year old in like an 80 year old body, but that's okay. Maybe if I hit the gym more and like did yoga and stuff, that'd be helpful. That sounds like a lot of work, though. Like that sounds like a lot of effort. I'd rather just drink a beer. Oh my gosh, we need to go to the gym more. <laughs> we do. Um, so living in Brixton Hill, an area of London, Sarah worked as a marketing marketing executive for a digital media oh, agency. Cool. So that, I think that's also like kind of why that resonated with yeah. me. Yeah. Because for people that don't know, I actually studied marketing in in post-secondary so mm -hmm. it's like ah. and she was clearly very good at her job as she climbed the corporate ladder once sarah failed to meet her boyfriend on the new evening of march 4th he reported her as missing and the search was on family and friends gathered to find their beloved sarah but feared the worst this was very much so out of character for her Friends started changing their profile pictures on social media to find Sarah Everard. Everard. It's really cool how social media can have a presence like that and actually rally people to do some good. Well, yeah. So she's in this is like so new. It totally yeah. would have probably played a role. I don't feel like I remember this happening, but I should. Because, yeah, there's a, like it made its way all the way overseas and everything. Like, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people know, knew of this, right? So in the police, well, they started examining CCTV footage to see if they could piece together Sarah's last steps. I've heard this term before, but CCTV stands for closed circuit television. Mm -hmm. And in the article I read, London was described as being the CCTV capital of the world, saying the average Londoner is caught on CCTV 300 times a day. Dang. I was like, holy That's shit. That's impressive. Yeah, CCTV is like like those old box TVs that like security cameras and stuff use. Um, original arcades use CCTVs. Like, yeah, they're heavy as fuck. Because yeah. I, I know I'm just thinking like on my day to day, I could probably go not being caught on any camera really. Potential. Well, What's your day to day some. basis? You sit here in the tiny home and you <laughs> go to like a meadow to shoot photography and then into your studio, which is your personal space. Yeah. Maybe occasionally you'll go get a hot chocolate oh, down at a coffee shop. Or sushi. <laughs> or sushi. <laughs> so maybe on that. Yeah, on security cameras at the coffee shop and sushi shop. That's where you'll find Nicole. <laughs> so if you ever go missing, those are the two first places oh, I'm going to check for footage. Well, there's other ways. So London CCTV is a mixture of government surveillance, mm -hmm. business security, and private home yeah. CCTV. So like even like the doorbell, I think, is mm -hmm. a doorbell camera. Is that right? Yeah. So needless to say, the police had a lot of potential information at their fingertips, tips, but it would take some time to go through. But as they put Sarah's steps together, 
they would eventually find something, and that was the plate of the white car that was parked next to oh, Sarah. Oh, shit. They got the plate. And the man she was having the conversation with on her walk home. So they got a clear picture and yes. of the plate. Fuck yes. Like, boom, yeah. This motherfucker's going down, down. Son. The car was a rental car, and the man who had rented the car that evening was one of their own, Wayne Cousins, who was an active police constable and firearms officer who was serving with the Metro Police, the Met is what I might refer to them as. Oh, shit. So he was an actual officer. Active. Yep. Wow. So he completely took advantage of his authority. Mm-hmm. Wow. 110%. Fucking douchebag. Like he's a monster. He's a nasty, disgusting human being, and I couldn't say enough terrible things about him. What she said. I could have gone more. <laughs> I decided not to swear in that sentence, so I could have but, gone way deeper there. Yeah, I I don't like this guy at all already. Like, fuck this dude. Mm-hmm. No, we don't like him. I'm sure you could imagine this, but... Oh, where was I here? But? Oh, this was not what they were expecting to find. They were not expecting to find that this dude she was talking to was one of their own. Well, who would expect that an authority figure like that, who's supposed to be there to serve and protect, protect. the public, yep. is the one who's actually, like, causing this shit. Exactly. Which brings us to the beginning of the story and what happened to Sarah. On February 28th, 2021, just days before Sarah's disappearance, Wayne res reserved a white car from a rental company in Dover, England. I think it was Enterprise. He had also previously purchased some materials from Amazon. Materials such as handcuffs to mimic what a police set of handcuffs would look like and a roll of very strong self-adhesive film. Wait, he how do you get the handcuffs, sorry? Amazon. Amazon. Why didn't he just use his own? I know. I wasn't 100% certain about that, but it seemed like at cuz another thing I read at one point, he was, like, handing in his things. Like, so I don't know. Maybe they didn't get to take them home with them or something. Their okay. equipment. Okay. Which would be a good thing, really. Then I wonder about his badge, then. Well, he still had some sort of identification that he showed yeah. her. Yeah. Oh, clearly. So. Huh. So this basically indicates that the crime he was about to commit was premeditated. Oh, definitely. 100%. No kidding. On March 2nd, Wayne would complete his shift a 12-hour shift ending on March 3rd at 7 in the morning. And that was the day that Wayne was waiting for. That was the day he had reserved his rental car for. Fuck. Being that he wasn't scheduled to work again until March 8th, he told his family, yes, he had a family, a wife and two small kids. Fuck. Which I just despise. This guy's a monster. Fuck this guy. So he told them that he picked up an overtime shift for the night so he could go about his evening as he had planned without having to worry about his family wondering what he was doing, right? Fuck. Classic. Oh, working late tonight, honey. I know. You know? Yeah, but generally it's... Well, not that an affair is better. I don't know. I'm it's just, not, just that I'm typical just not excuse to get away to or To get do away something. to do something shady. Yes. To be a shitty fucking human being. Yeah. As Wayne drove from Dover to London, stopping at one point at one point to purchase hair bands, Ugh. it wasn't de determined what the hair bands were exactly for. I don't even know why I put this in there, but speculated either to maintain an erection or as a means of restraint. I don't even know what the shit. Let's just let's just move forward. So he couldn't get hard. <laughs> I don't know, Ben, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> He's got erectile dysfunction. He's in his 40s, I think. I don't yeah. know when that shit starts. Uh, I mean, yeah, it affects everyone differently, and I don't want to make fun of everyone who does oh, suffer no. from it. But I, I do want to make fun of this guy because fuck this guy. It's nothing to be made fun of no. at all. But um, okay, so yeah, I'm just not gonna go there. I was like, <laughs> I don't. I was gonna almost Google that, but I just decided not to. So he would then start. start <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to Google that, especially if it's could, Google Images. Yeah, can you imagine Googling what would I use a hair tie for on my dick? Like, I don't even know how you would word that in <laughs> that Google. That was a whole sentence <laughs> that you just said on our podcast. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, he would. Oh, my gosh. Okay, he would then start his hunt, driving around, hunting for a lone woman 
lone young woman to kidnap, which is when Sarah and Wayne's paths crossed. At 9.34 p.m., Wayne stopped Sarah, showed her his police warrant card, and handcuffed her, claiming that he was arresting her for breaching COVID-19 guidelines. If she actually had, I honestly could not find that information out. Like, I really searched, but I'm thinking she did not. If it was similar to how it was here, um, that would not have been breaching guidelines. Because I know if you were alone in your household, you were allowed to go visit like other people. Mm. And at that point, when she was stopped, she was literally just like out for a walk on the street. Yeah. And I don't think that would ever be. No, you're allowed to walk unless there was a curfew maybe in place. Oh, it could have been. a There could have been curfews. I did hear there's curfews at places. Anyway, I did try to find that and I could not. Um, But what? Oh, where? I keep losing my my spot here. It's easy, though, when you get off on a tangent or something like that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just like kind of scrolling and then your eyes leave your screen. You're just yapping away and then you have to look back. So oh. I feel you. <laughs> Thank you for Sorry. going on there. No, because I was like, seriously, I can't find where it well, was. I know. That's why I kept talking. So I gave you a moment to catch up and figure out where you were. Little um, tip of the trade on what we do behind the microphones. There you go. Okay. Well, something I did find, though, was that because I don't know if that was really something that could be happening in BC or Canada, but over there, the police had the power to arrest people who were breaking COVID rules. Okay. I don't think that was a thing here. I don't, I don't know. I'm not really going to go into detail. I don't know if they could arrest, but maybe they could like issue a citation, I think. Yeah. But really, was she going to like resist arrest? He was a legit, legit police officer, right? And had the badge and everything to prove it. During this conversation or altercation, whatever you want to call it, Wayne and Sarah were captured twice by CCTV. The first at, oh, I put 2135, which is what time? 935. Well done. Boom. I know. I would have been counting my fingers there for a moment. So So at 935, showed them beside the rented car. And at 938, which was the capture, you could identify the rented car's plate number. So they were shown twice. They had also been spotted by someone driving by who witnessed Wayne actually handcuffing Sarah, but they didn't do anything about it because they just had thought it was like a undercover yep. police officer making arrests. Like, I don't know. I don't think anyone would probably be stopping, right? No. I mean, she didn't make a scene or anything like that, right? Yeah. Well, because I don't think she thought anything was wrong. Exactly. Then Sarah and Wayne were gone. And this is so interesting to me. Like, how can anyone get away with anything there? Like, how, I I guess that my one thing is, like, I don't understand how Wayne actually thought he could get away with something in this oh, area yeah. when there is so much CCTV. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But, but unlike heading to the police station, like Sarah expected, Wayne had other plans for her. And these are the kinds of plans that will break your heart. Fuck. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. Sorry. At 11.43, CCTV footage captures Sarah and Wayne in Dover. This is where Wayne would transfer Sarah from the rental car to his own personal car. Wayne then drives Sarah to a remote rural area nearby that he was very familiar with, and we'll touch more on this later, where he rapes Sarah and supposedly, using his police belt, strangles Sarah to death. Fuck. The official cause of death was from compression of the neck. Wow. Oh what my a god, bag. like it's just disgusting. I just can't even fathom at what moment, you know, did she realize like shit, like what's happening here and notice that she was in danger. And you know? all for what? Yeah. Just because he needed to get his rocks off? Like fuck. 
Yeah. Like he just he was like a sexual predator, really. Oh, yeah. And 100%. Then he killed her because he didn't want to witness. Yeah. Just because he couldn't jerk off himself anymore. Oh, my gosh. So at 2.35, 2.34 in the morning, Wayne purchases drinks from a Dover gas station. There's no way of officially knowing, but it's believed that by this time he had already killed Sarah. Between 3.22 and 6.32, Wayne is captured, returning to the scene of the crime a couple of times until he switches back to his rental car and returns it around 8.30. He then drives a considerable distance to Sandwich, Kent, to dispose of Sarah's phone in a river before returning home at a time that made sense as though he had just ended his shift at work. Later that morning, making dental appointments for his kids like it was just a normal fucking day. Wow. Like a real winner. Oh, See, that's wow. one thing actually that boggles my mind, that you can commit such a horrific act, like and you're then, disgusting human being, and then you just go on your day-to-day life. Right. Like you go home to your kids for fuck's sakes when you just murdered someone's kid. He's probably honestly happy with himself thinking he's getting away with this. He just had a fucking, in his opinion, a great fucking evening, which is just disgusting to think about. And yeah, he's just, he's probably in a good mood, honestly. Oh my Which gosh. is even worse. Oh, I don't want to even think about that. It was later that day that Sarah was officially reported missing to police after failing to meet her boyfriend and the search started. The following day, on March 5th, Wayne continues going through the motions of his plan. He hits up a gas station where he buys an empty gas can, fills it with gas. The gas, I'm sure you're imagining, to burn Sarah's body. Mm -hmm. He burns her body along with her possessions and clothing in an old abandoned refrigerator. So smoke could be seen in the general area that Sarah's body was later found. Taking a sip of my drink. Wow. So I wondered, like, was it reported at all that fire? Or was it just like, oh, there's just someone burning some shit over there? Yeah. I don't, it didn't say that it was reported. I think it was probably reported after the fact, after like details started coming out okay. potentially, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, maybe. Oh, yeah, I saw that smoke. Yeah. Fuck. Because like, I mean, if I just saw like little smoke in the Yeah, the I bush, probably. Wouldn't... Unless there was like. A fire ban. I don't think I would do anything about it. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it could be a little bit different over there as to here. I'm not too yeah. sure what their um, normality for fire smoke in the bushes or anything, mm-hmm. or if they have like a bush where people go have fires or what. But here, a lot of people have fires often. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's not abnormal to see no. smoke billowing up from the bush. Because Even people are probably up there. when there's fire bans. Yes. Which is disgusting. Yes. Okay, while Sarah's body burned, he went about his day, once again, purchasing food and making a vet appointment for his dog. Like, what a literal asshole. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I've already said this, but this guy is just an asshole, and I don't think I can say it enough. He would later move her body using two builder's bags he had purchased to a nearby pond in Howdswood. There, this is where her body would eventually get found. I'm so glad that she did get found, though, because a lot of missing women like this, they just they're missing and they don't get found. Even if they get found, it's years later. Right. Which I mean, I think that would be worse for the family. Like you just want closure, I think. But then mm-hmm. I guess that you have a little bit of smidge of hope if they're not found. But oh, that just the way it would affect your day to day, too, especially if they're already deceased, you know? Oh, yeah. my gosh. I think getting found is better than not getting found. No. Well, yeah, if they're dead. Yes. yes. So. Well, no, it, it, getting found is better than not getting found, period. Dead or alive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> blank look on your no, face I just, right now. I, yeah, I get it. I think we're on different pages or something. Well, I mean, if, if there's a missing person, it's good for them to be found. Found. Okay. Dead or alive. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You said if they were dead. You specifically made that clarification. Okay. No, I just meant because if they were still alive, like you'd rather them be alive. Okay. I'm not making any sense. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> okay. Where am I going with that? Okay. I don't know. Basically, I'd rather them, 
instead of just being found dead, I'd rather them just be alive. Oh, yeah. Right? But yes. then it might not necessarily be like alive in the best of situations either. So I don't know. Fuck. We want people to be home and be safe. safe. And cozy and happy. Watching Netflix with a blanket, you know. And you're- Drinking hot cocoa. Hells yes. That's what we want on Wicked and Grim. Yes, that's what we're rooting for here. <laughs> okay, so on March 6th, um, though Wayne isn't set to be back to work for a couple of days, he phones in and reports that he's suffering from stress and no longer wants to carry a gun. Something interesting with that that I should mention is not all police officers in the UK carry guns. Mm-hmm. Did you know this? I did know that. Okay, yeah, you have to be specifically trained. Yep. Which I was like, well, because in Canada, I think all police officers have a gun, do they not? Yeah, they all generally carry a sidearm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's, sim- I think that's similar in the US too, but. So I was just like, wow, I had no idea. Okay, the following day on March 7th. Oh my gosh, this is really messed up. But Wayne takes his family to Hodswood. What? Yes. Why? So the crime actually took place on a small plot of land owned by Wayne and his wife. They owned a small plot oh of land God. out there. This guy's stupid. So days after he raped and murdered someone, why would it not be a good idea to take his family out to the site? Right? Like what an idiot. Because no shit. how traumatic is that going to be for your children who are later going to one day learn how much of a fucking monster you are and that you did this? No shit. And also like. Don't don't return to the scene of the crime. Don't commit a crime on your own fucking property. How dumb is that? Don't commit a crime to begin with. But you know what I mean? So I don't know if it was like 100% on his property because he did move the body, right? Well, Some reports said that it was and then he moved it um, away. But because Sarah's body was found approximately 100 meters from the family's plot of land. So it's like pretty much That's there. basically his property. But him taking his family there, he was doing that for a reason, right? Yeah. Because he was doing that to wipe away or to basically have an alibi of why his car might have Been some yeah. yeah, some remnants of that area on it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he was being smart, I guess. Like, ugh. On March 8th, Wayne would call in sick for work. And on March 9th, a very good day, Wayne would be arrested. Yes. The police had been working hard, pie- piecing together Sarah's last steps. And approximately 7.50, Wayne was arrested at his home in Deal, Kent. And he must have known this was coming because not even an hour earlier, he wiped all the data from his phone. But it was still linked through through cell site data and the white car he had rented. So, like, they mm-hmm. still had him doing that. Like, what an idiot. I just think everything he does is an idiot. Oh, he's just an idiot. Yeah. So just you wait, too, until you hear the story he com- the story he comes up with. Oh, God. Let's hear it. Let's hear this we're giant not, pile gonna, of bullshit. We're going to talk about it in a minute. In a minute, you'll hear. Okay. Okay. But the following day, March 10th, police searching Hodswood find human remains. It took a couple of days, but the body was identified, th- had to be identified through dental records mm-hmm. as being Sarah. Now, when Wayne was initially arrested, it was on suspicion suspicion of kidnapping. They didn't find Sarah's body until the day, the following day. As Wayne w- was interviewed, he initially said he had never met Sarah, had only seen photos of her on the news. But he quickly changed this tune and made up quite the story. Let's hear the bullshit he <sighs> fed them. The absolute bullshit. Let's hear it. He claimed he was having financial problems, that a gang of Eastern Europeans were after him and threatening him and his family, demanding that he deliver them another girl. He said he had hired a sex worker a few weeks prior and underpaid her, so they were demanding this of him. So he was admitting to kidnapping Sarah and handing her over to this gang, but that when he did so, she was still alive. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Do you think that anyone would believe that? No, that seems very broad, very vague and very guilty. Because even when the police like had more questions about it or were saying, 
okay, well, do you have their contact information? Like, yep. how are they reaching you? Like, he couldn't provide any of that information. Exactly. Nothing. Yeah, that's what I, I was going to say. He has no way of connecting it. No way of even being like, this is the car they drove. This is what they look like. How many were there? What they talk like? What the clothes they were wearing? Mm-hmm. What their haircut? Nothing. Just very descriptive of some European dudes who wanted money. So that, to me, sounds very much like trying to make something up. Uh, 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 the mafia is after me uh, for uh, money. Uh, and, oh, my uh, gosh. Are you fucking I know. kidding me? So it's almost curious. I'm curious. Did he not think that he was going to get caught? Like, did he literally think that he had this in oh, a bag, probably? He... Like you Which say, I have no idea why. Like, just the amount of cameras around, dude. He like, probably just assumed he was getting away with it. And then the, like, moment before when he did delete his phone, like the hour before, something probably tipped him off on the news or whatever. He was, like, scrambling to make shit up and try mm-hmm. and cover his tracks. And so interesting that you said he thought he would just get away with it because you'll hear something. And I never even, like, put the two and two together, but he does other shit. That he gets away with, like just easy peasy. Oh, really? Prior to this, which we'll talk about in a moment. Okay, so even with this bogus made up story, after the discovery of Sarah's deceased body, so close to land owned by Wayne, he was charged with Sarah's kidnapping and murder. On June 8th, Wayne, which I do like, actually pleaded guilty to the kidnapping and rape of Sarah. Admitting responsibility for her death. Well, that's the first fucking decent thing he's done. So he didn't keep making up garbage stories and let this cost a shit ton of money. He just guilty. Yeah, but it was probably out of like um, his lawyer telling him to do so to try and get a lesser sentence is probably, probably. why. So probably. it wasn't out of like actually admitting it. It was probably a selfish reason. Well, because I think there was no way dick. he could be getting out of it either. Like, yeah. There's no, no So it's way. like, plead guilty, you might get less time. That's probably all it was. Ugh, hate that. He and Sarah were complete strangers and were unknown to each other prior to her abduction. The choice of victim was random, but the attack was planned. Sarah was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But being that she was literally just walking home and Wayne was out on the hunt, someone worded it as he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I like that because Sarah didn't do anything wrong. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? So why say she was in the wrong place? She was literally living her life walking home from an evening with a friend. Yeah. So fuck Wayne. I like that. I'm just so angry. I'm so angry with him. Fucking Wayne. Before Wayne's official sentencing, the Met dismissed him from the service effective immediately. Thank you. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. They would also announce that lone plain clothed officers would no longer be deployed. Good. So that's good. Wayne was sentenced to a whole life order with Lord Justice Fulford. Justifying the severity of the punishment by saying that Wayne's use of his position as a police officer to detain Sarah was the vital factor, which in my view makes the seriousness of this case exceptionally high. Oh, 100%. 100%. Because I don't necessarily think um, he would have gotten this whole life order. But the judge, thankfully, was like a reasonable person. And gave it to him. Good. The judge remarked there had been significant planning and premeditation. Wayne had long planned to carry out a violent sexual assault on a yet-to-be-selected victim, who he intended to coerce into custody, noted the judge. At least a month traveling to London from Deal, where he lived to research how to best carry out this crime. Like, he studied. Like, wow. it wasn't just a split decision, I'm going to do this. And for that much studying, he couldn't come up with any fucking better shit to... Alibi, I guess? Like, nothing. No backup plans other than, oh, the mafia's after me for money. Like, what the fuck? I know. Yeah, technically he should have, but I'm glad he's dumb. Yeah. He's real dumb. Fuck you, Wayne. I know. Fucking Wayne. Now, I'm not going to go into a ton of detail, but there are some... Some more noteworthy things to discuss. First being that there may have been some red flag incidents involving Wayne that were not handled or investigated properly. 
The incidents being indecent exposure incidents. Oh, shit. One in 2015 and one just days prior to him kidnapping Sarah. Really? They were incidents that involved Wayne driving around his car wearing nothing from the waist down. So, like, just pantsless. And the most recent one involving him going through the drive through at McDonald's like this. Are you kidding me? No, like, that's what he did. It's disgusting. And the police force he worked for didn't do anything about that? No, like, it was found out that it was a police officer, basically, or connected to Wayne, and yeah, like, nothing was done. Lay fuck? So if they had investigated this properly, he may not have been available to commit the crime against Sarah, right? Like, because that one had just happened. Wow. Like, I think that's almost, you could go to jail for that. Uh, probably, I right? would assume. Like, that's a crime. Like, you are making some poor, probably little teenager at McDonald's, like, see your wiener. See your erectile dysfunction wiener. disgusting. Disgusting. Like, I just couldn't even imagine. I actually worked at Tim Hortons. And if I saw shit like that. <laughs> just see an old man's wiener in the drive-thru? I, I actually don't know what I would do. Quit? Okay. I you, would hope you'd quit. If you saw that shit now, though, as being like an adult, I feel like you would do such different things. And if you saw it as like a, the a, hot coffee in his as like a 15-year-old, right? Like, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. And this is just as disturbing. He had been nicknamed... By his colleagues at work, the rapist. Are you serious? For the way he made female colleagues feel. What the fuck? So A, like that's a terrible nickname and B, like what the fuck could a police officer be nicknamed something so horrific? No kidding. If you have someone on your force nicknamed the rapist. Something needs to happen. And is going through drive throughs and McDonald's pantless. And having indecent exposure, like, incidents, um, you probably should do something. Mm-hmm. And this just came into my brain. I hadn't even written it in here. I forgot to write it in there. But there was something, too, about a sex worker had come into a police station at one point, I think, claiming, like, that Wayne didn't pay her enough or something. Okay. Like, just, oh, he just is, oh, he just should not be in the position that he was in. Like, it's disgusting. Wow. Okay, so as you can imagine, the police faced a massive amount of backlash from the public for yeah. many reasons following Rightfully the case. so. The public deserved answers. Why was a police officer able to continue working after incidents of indecent exposure were reported? Yep. Women were also living in fear. Sarah was just walking home. Mm -hmm. In September, the Met stated... That people should consider shouting out to a passerby or running into a house or knocking on a door or waving a bus down or calling 999 if they ever felt uncomfortable when they were being stopped by a single police officer. But this was highly criticized because could that not just be have people facing charges of resisting arrest? Yeah, and evading They the literally put that out there. Wow. Do these things. So basically, if you feel uncomfortable from a police officer, run. Yeah. Yeah. What's a police officer going to do? Like that is just the most terrible idea to put out yeah. there ever. That escalates the situation that now puts you under further arrest and more like, oh my God, mm -hmm. the, the list goes on. So this is such a new case. And I hope as it's examined that it brings positive changes that pe make people feel more safe on the streets of the UK and safer on the streets of the world. Because if anything, this should be done for Sarah. 100%. I do want to say one note on that police statement, though. Sure. Um, they, they said that if you feel uncomfortable in a single police officer arrest or situation, that you should do those things, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They no longer have single police officers in civilian clothing yes so that's that's the catch there but the, so, it could be someone in uniform right yes. if it was one one police officer in uniform you could do those things wow okay i can understand okay if you're approached by a single police officer in civilian clothes or someone claiming to be mm -hmm. 
then yeah okay that makes more sense but yeah if it's a uniformed officer yeah not so much and just like imagine how awful that would make because i mean if this was one hopefully one bad person right yes but then then there was probably many people on the force that were good so it's oh, just yeah. how one bad apple right yeah but however if it is one bad person on the force okay yeah sure however how many people on the force were nicknaming him the rapist i know and not doing anything about it i know how many people on the force knew about his indecent exposure and just let him walk mm-hmm. so is it just one bad apple or is it an entire system that's broken yeah and you know i didn't i wasn't going to touch like a lot on all this stuff there there was way more we could probably even have another podcast about things because there was also memorials and things that were set up for sarah and COVID 19 was rapid at that time right very much so mm-hmm. and so the police also had gotten themselves in trouble because they sometimes had to break up these things and it was just like just like a complete shit show really yeah i could see that and so i just hope that something that things are examined that procedures are examined that just like everything is examined and that positive changes can be made out of this agreed so that's really all i'm going to say about it And with that, I wanted to read a piece from Sarah's mother's impact statement to close us off. When Sarah went missing, we suffered days of agony, not knowing where she was or what had happened to her. Then, when Sarah's burnt remains were found, we spent two terrible days waiting for tests to show how she had died, fearing that she had been set alight before she was dead. The thought was appalling. Burning her body was the final insult. It meant we could never see her sweet face and never say goodbye. Our lives will never be the same. We would be a family of five, but now we are four. Her death leaves a yawning chasm in our lives that cannot be filled. I yearn for her. I remember all the lovely things about her. She was caring. She was funny. She was clever. But she was good at practical things, too. She was a beautiful dancer. She was a wonderful daughter. She was always there to, there to listen, to advise, or simply to share with the minutiae of the day. And she was also a strongly principled young woman who knew right from wrong and who lived by those values. She was a good person. She had purpose to her life. Wow. Yeah. That's a really well-articulated statement i know there was um it was longer than that and so there was a impact statement from the mom the dad and the sister and they're all just like gut-wrenching like i kind of wish i could put them all in there but i don't know even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's that. May we light a candle in Sarah's honor. And may she rest in peace. And fuck Wayne. I know. He is disgusting. Wow. And I just, yeah, this, it's just like, because I think this story is so new too. It's like relatable because it's like COVID is still yeah. a thing and it's just like she's young and I don't know. Just, oh my goodness. It hurts. It does. Because I could see someone falling victim to that. Because I mean, COVID rules change every day. Oh, yeah. So maybe there is a curfew. Maybe there isn't. Maybe you aren't supposed to be out. You don't know. And you're just trying to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And law enforcement is someone somewhere just takes advantage. Because honestly, when COVID first started, I was 100% one of those people that would watch the the news releases and shit. So I like knew what was going on. But then there came a time where I just stopped. Like, and I, I... I have absolutely no idea half the time what's going on. Well, because it's been going on for two years. So if something like that happened, I don't even, I I mean, you'd be like, holy shit, like, what did I do? Like, you probably question a bit in your mind, but like this person is a cop 
and or a police officer. So like you're going to follow. Like yeah. what can you do? Resist arrest? Well, and there's a whole psychological thing um, going on when you're talking to an authority figure. There's, mm-hmm. there's been studies and everything done on this. I can't remember the exact um, term on the effect or whatever it is, but you have a complete right to remain silent. We all know the right to remain silent. Mm-hmm. Do you ever remain silent to an officer? No. They ask you where you were, what you're doing all the time. You feel like you need to give this information because it's an authority figure. You feel like you need to participate. You need to divulge the information. Mm-hmm. So, And if, you're almost probably uncomfortable too. Yeah. Well, then that's right? the thing. You're uncomfortable and you feel like you should be doing this because yeah. it's an authority figure. And you have someone who takes advantage of that whole psychological situation. It's fucked. When And a time... When literally everything else is so confusing yeah. too. So it just makes it even worse. Yeah. So. It's just horrible. So anyway, I will post a photo of Sarah. Like she's just like beautiful. She looks so young for her age, I feel like. Um, and yeah. And you can let us know what you think of the story. But you're probably going to think it's shit. <laughs> it was a shit story, but you did a really good job telling it. So well done. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. Um, If you guys want to follow us over on our social medias, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook. All our links are down below. Patreon, of course. We got our website. Hit us up in a comment. Give us a review. We'd love to hear from you guys. Talk to us. It is us that responds. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you for being here. And, of course, as always, stay wicked. Stay wicked.